Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca. Course in Miracles podcast coming at you for Course in Miracles lesson 64 of the actual course. So hope you guys are having a good experience. Looks like we're gaining a few listeners each day, so it's pretty much double the um, double the amount of people listening that it started at. So it started at about 65 downloads, and now it's about 120, something like that. So thanks for being part of it. Um, thank you for all of you who have taken the time to reach out to me. Really appreciate every single one of you. And um, I had someone sent me a text today who said, wow, this core stuff is so much like these 12-step stuff. And I said, exactly. It's very, as I mentioned a couple episodes, it might have been yesterday, but a couple couple episodes ago that Course in Miracles, it's definitive. It's all you need. You don't need anything else. I've been, um, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast or this other podcast or my other podcast um, about this this father, this uh, Catholic priest I've been following, Father... Father Ripperger, and there's this amazing talk he gives on the virtue of mortification and the virtue of mort. I didn't know mortification was a virtue, and um, basically, what mortification is, it's accepting your suffering. And the most extreme example of that, you could argue, that's ever happened would be the the fact that Jesus accepted his suffering. He accepted what they were going to do with him. He 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 bared his cross. And so each of us is given, we're, we're all given crosses to bear in this lifetime. We're given things that we are essentially supposed to suffer over. Now, um, Father Ripperger is saying in this talk that, um, you know, God wants to punish you, therefore he's giving you this. It's very, it's very Catholic in nature, right? Um, I see it more, car- I, I see it more through the lens of non-duality, duality or karma, meaning you've been born into this lifetime and you've got these sort of fundamental challenges that you encounter and your job is to overcome as many of them as you possibly can um, in service of not having to repeat the stuff the next lifetime. And that, all that being said, or that being said, the, um, there's something about the Catholic faith that has always been kind of fascinating to me ever since I had my spiritual awakening, like, all you have to do is step into a Catholic church. Uh, there's one called St. Alphonsus on the north side of Chicago, right in Lakeview. And when you walk through the doors of the, th- of the sanctuary there, it feels as if you are stepping into heaven. It is, it, your breath is immediately taken from you. It is one of the most beautiful places on earth, like right in the middle of Chicago, and um, they have the, you know, they have the Jesus statue, like the Jesus thing that you kneel in front of, you light the candle. It's an actual candle. It's an actual real candle you can light. You like put $2 in the thing and then you light the candle and you say the prayer for whomever you're lighting the candle for, I think is how it works. And then you go over and you talk to Mary and, uh, or pray to Mary. And this Father Ripperger was talking about how Mary essentially, um, accepted she knew her entire life exactly what they were going to do to her son she knew it and he explained to her exactly what was going to happen like he knew and specifically what was going to happen to him and she explained he explained it all to her 
And she accepted that suffering. She accepted the suffering with as much dignity and grace as one ever possibly can. And that's why she's basically like the queen of heaven. She's the queen of heaven and earth um, for all time is, you know, he calls her Our Lady. <coughs> Apparently, if you're Catholic, she's Our Lady. You learn something new every day. Um, but I do have a, a super cool holographic Mary. Um, I got this holographic Mary, like, wooden, like, it's like this holographic Mary, it's just holographic Mary. It's like this little thing that you hang up on the wall. And I don't, I don't hang it up um, with any, anything but the utmost respect. But after watching this video, I'll include it in the show notes, after watching this video on mortification and the virtue, mortification is actually a virtue. And there are, I believe he says in one of his other talks, there are 64 virtues. And then the, there are vices that are actually the opposite of virtues. And which I, I never knew that like a vice was an opposite of a virtue. Um, and you, you know, you learn something new every day. It's just really, you know, some of you who are listening to this or who are Catholic or who were raised Catholic and um, you're probably like, duh, of course I know about the virtues. But for me, it's, it's really fascinating getting to learn all of these virtues. Um, for instance, uh, well, there are these moral virtues. So there's memory is actually a virtue. And it says the virtue by which one remembers the right things pertaining to the action and its circumstances. There's the virtue of understanding slash intellectus, the ability to grasp practical principles and the nature of various situations. There, and then there's, there's all these, there's these uh, justice virtues, right? So community justice is justice between individuals. Um, what's a cool one? Um... Just vindication, the habit by which one puts an end to the harm caused by others. So maybe that's, you know, there's someone who's running wild in your community and you put an end to it and the cops won't do anything. And so you put an end to it, right? That would be considered a virtue, just vindication, right? But then there are the vices against justice. So I didn't know this. This is, this is very Catholic in nature, by the way. Uh, mutilation is a vice. So physical harm or changes made to one's body aside from the order of nature. So that would be like tattoos or piercing. So, you know, I'm certainly not one of these conservative Christian types, right, who's, who's um, pointing at the tattooed people and telling them they're going to hell or silently judging them as going to hell. Um, it's interesting as well, one of the vices... Um, there is a vice, there's a vice of acceptance. And what is it? Let me see if I can dig it up here. Basically, like coddling people is, is, is considered to be a divisive acceptance. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. Acceptance of persons, excessive deference paid to someone, right? So extent, like excessive going along with, you know, and I think that you're seeing a lot of that happening politically currently. You've got a lot of groups of people who are saying, go along with us or else, and then there is an acceptance of them. Now, I don't think that this, that we're supposed to not accept people. I personally believe God loves everybody, which is why we're getting into the Course in Miracles lesson for today, because Course in Miracles says there is no sin, right? There is no sin. There is no consequence. It would be funny to hear what um, Mr. Father Ripperger, or Father Ripperger, would have to say about the Course in Miracles, but I also heard him in this talk that he gave on mortification say that he learned, uh, he learned how to meditate from a new ager. He's like, a new ager taught me to meditate. I'm like, well, that's cool, Father Ripperger, that you're, you're taking, you're learning, you're, you're allowing yourself to learn from a hell-bound yogi, um, 
New Ager. I think I did talk about him in this podcast. Yeah, he says, you like, basically, yoga will send you straight to hell. Yoga will get you possessed. Um, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. I do certainly believe in possession. Um, I, as a person who's recovering alcoholic, you know, there are, there's a line in my book about how there are, that should be coming out, that will be coming out soon, about how there are demons in the bars. They're like drifting around in the bars and they just implant themselves into the minds of the conscious, implant themselves into the consciousness of the inhabitants who are behaving, you know, gluttonously, right? Um, and without any temperance and without any sobriety. Those are, sobriety is a, a virtue too, which is moderation in use of alcohol. It's not, um, it's not abstinence from alcohol. I cannot moderate. So I think I've acquired the virtue of, of sobriety as the result of suffering, the, the accepting the mortification, like acquiring the virtue of mortification in a pretty gnarly government-funded detox center in Chicago in 2007. Anyway, um, I digress. He's talking about in one of his... Um, in one of his YouTube videos about how basically when we are not in a state of grace, which is like essentially sinlessness. So, you know, he's like basically like if you're a Catholic, you have to make sure you're committing no sins. You're not allowed to commit any sins. And then when you're finally done, when, when you haven't committed sins for like 30 days, then Jesus comes in and does the rest. It's, it's something like that. It's all in this talk. I encourage you to, to follow the link and to listen to his talk in the, uh, in the car or whenever on mortification, but um, he, he discusses at length in other videos like about how you need to acquire this like essentially state of sinlessness and the way that we get attacked or the way that we get possessed, there's a whole number, there's a bunch of different ways you can get possessed, but one of them is by um, like not, by giving into the vices because when you give into like a vice, it opens up a little doorway. So, and I would argue, I mean, I would, I would, Hasten to agree that, you know, he talks about pornography, right? Like when you watch pornography, like it, it in, instills an image into your mind and then that image becomes something around which you may obsess. Like perhaps you're comparing yourself to the quote unquote actors, right? Or um, something, you know, like that. Or you start to fantasize about these unrealistic sorts of things, right? And as a result of that, you can sort of get attacked by a demon. A demon now has a doorway. A demon can now, now possess your mind. And he says, we all have a guardian angel. We also have a guardian demon. And sometimes God assigns the demon to us. And God will only let, the demon is actually has to do what God says. The, uh, this one trip on, this one video on demons, it's fascinating. Like, and you gotta, yeah, there's some, there's, it gets a little Catholic. It's very, do, it's, he uses the word dogma. We have to follow the dogma, you know, like it's very much dogmatic, but at the same time, there's certain things he says that you can't not heed a little bit, you know, fascinating. Anyway, we are on a different path, uh, which is also a definitive path. It's the course of miracles. We are achieving a state of mi miracle readiness. We are purifying our minds. We are purifying our minds through working these lessons, through reading the text, um, by applying these, these lessons into our daily lives, every opportunity that we can. And uh, the lesson for today, lesson 64, let me not forget my function. So today's idea is merely another way of saying, let me not wander into temptation. The purpose of the world you see is to obscure your function of forgiveness and provide you with a just justification for forgetting it. 
It is the temptation to abandon God and his son by taking on a physical appearance. It is this the body's eyes look upon. So in other words, the world essentially exists to like the, I'll just call it like quote unquote the world, like the, the false world, the world of the ego. It exists to help us so as to, so as to um, make us forget to forgive. So nothing the body's eyes seem to nothing the body's eyes seem to see can be anything but a form of temptation, since this was the purpose of the body itself. Yet we have learned that the Holy Spirit has another use for all the illusions you have made, and therefore he sees another purpose in them. To the Holy Spirit, the world is a place where you learn to forgive yourself for what you think of as your sins. So this is where we're gonna we're gonna certainly differ from the Catholics here. In this perception, the physical appearance of temptation becomes the spiritual recognition of salvation. To review our last few lessons, your function here is to be the light of the world, a function, a function given you by God. It is only the arrogance of the ego that leads you to question this, and only the fear of the ego that induces you to regard yourself as unworthy of the task assigned to you by God himself. The world's salvation awaits your forgiveness because through it does the Son of God escape from all illusions and thus from all temptation. The Son of God is you. Only by fulfilling the function given you by God will you be happy. This is because your function is to be happy by using the means by which happiness becomes inevitable. There is no other way. Therefore, every time you choose whether or not to fulfill your function, you are really choosing whether or not to be happy. So let us remember this today. Let us remind ourselves of, of it in the morning and again at night and all through the day as well. Prepare yourself in advance for all the decisions you will make today by remembering they are all really very simple. Each one will lead to happiness or unhappiness. Can such a simple decision really be difficult to make? Let not the form of the decision deceive you. Complexity of form does not imply complexity of content. It is impossible that any decision on earth can have a content different from this is just just from just this one simple choice. Read that again. It is impossible that any decision on earth can have a content different from just this one simple choice. It is the only choice the Holy Spirit sees. Therefore, it is the only choice there is. Let us then... Let today, then, let us practice with these thoughts. Let me not forget my function. Let me not try to substitute mine for God's. Let me forgive and be happy, right? So yesterday's lessons for, let, lesson, forget, forgiveness is my function, or the light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness, right? So we're just reminding our, ourselves of what our function is. Let me not forget my function. Let me not try to substitute mine for God's. Let me forgive and be happy. So we're just going to start our practice period with those thoughts. This is an italicized section. We're going to say to ourselves again, let me not forget my function, which is to forgive. Let me not try to substitute mine for God's. Let me forgive and be happy. So you might think that your function is to, you know, get justice against that guy who cut you off in traffic, or you might think that your function is to 
give that person a piece of your mind, or you might think your function is to assert yourself. And we're not, in the Course of Miracles doesn't say don't assert yourself. It's not about that. But you, you might think that your function is so many other things, and we're just saying that our function here is really just to forgive, right? That's, and, and by forgiving everyone for everything through all time and place, we are t- doing our part in the interlocking chain of forgiveness, which is the, which is the atonement. At least once, at least once, devote 10 or 15 minutes today reflecting on this with closed eyes. So ramping up the time a little bit. Related thoughts will come to help you if you remember the crucial importance of your function to you and the world. I'll read that again. I didn't emphasize the tone correctly. Related thoughts will come to help you if you remember the crucial importance of your function to you and to the world. In the frequent applications of today's idea throughout the day, devote several minutes to reviewing these thoughts and then thinking about them and about nothing else. This will be difficult at first, particularly since you are not proficient in the mind discipline that it requires. You may need to repeat, let me not forget my function quite often to help you concentrate. So you may need to repeat, quote, let me not help let me not forget my function quote quite often to help you concentrate. So, you know, we're coming back, we're contemplating, we're sort of meditating slash contemplating for this, this lesson. And, you know, just let me not forget my function. Just sort of repeat that self, that to yourself, set the timer for 10 minutes, close your eyes, try to set aside 10 minutes. You, it says you may need to, oh, I apologize. It says you may need to repeat, let me not forget my function quite often to help you concentrate. I was reading that as you may need to repeat the lesson like tomorrow. And, you know, that may be the case. Or you might resonate with the lesson to a particular extent um, that you want to do it again. And that's happened to me with a few different lessons over the course of the years, right? So two forms of shorter practice periods are required. At times, do the exercises with your eyes closed, trying to concentrate on the thoughts you are using. At other times, keep your eyes open after reviewing the thoughts, and then look slowly and unselectively around you, telling yourself, this is the world, it is my function to save. Right? So um, just do the exercises with your eyes closed, like that's one of the shorter, the, the forms of the shorter practice periods and just concentrate on the thoughts you're using. And then at other times, keep your eyes open after reviewing the thoughts and then look slowly and unselectively around you telling yourself, this is the world, it is my function to save. So you're going to re- repeat, you know, close your eyes, repeat, repeat the lesson, let me not forget my function. And then you're going to sort of just take note of whatever sort of associated thoughts show up. And you're kind of going to follow the trail that the associated thoughts lead you down, right? And, and if you start to wander, right, you're just going to repeat, repeat yourself, let me not forget my function, right? We're just paying attention to the... Um, each decision will either lead us to happiness or unhappiness. And if a, de- a decision will lead us towards happiness, if it, it is a decision that we are making in concert with God or while we are in relationship with God, it's not a decision that we are making by ourselves. And I believe it's page, 
There's a, there's a section at the end of the book. It's, I believe, the first section of one of the very latest chapters, and it's called Rules for Decision. And it basically says that you can picture the day that you would like to have, and you can picture the thoughts that you would think and the, the things that would happen to you. And if you make no decisions by yourself, then that is the day that you will be given. And it, there's this very somewhat involved process that it kind of walks you through to catch yourself when you wander. But you might want to perhaps review that. I realize it's kind of towards the end of the text, but it's a really cool, very practical um, part of the course, right? So we want to keep an eye on where our decisions are taking us. And if you were to you know, read some of the 12-step stuff, it just basically all you're doing with the 11th step is you're just saying, all day long, as often as you can, thy will be done. Thy will be done. And, and when, you're, when you become agitated, you pause and you ask for a right thought or action. That's it. So really all we're doing, like really all we're doing, we're kind of, uh, Course in Miracles is seemingly much more complicated than that because it's breaking things down into much, it's just a lot more granular and it's granular and it's heck of, heck of a lot more specific. Um, but the the central theme is the same and that is like we are learning to to have our lives directed by the Holy Spirit and our action, our actions dictated by the Holy Spirit, right? So again, we're going to sort of begin the practice periods with these thoughts. Let me not forget my function. Let me not try to substitute mine for God's. God's function is that I forgive and your function is, you know, whatever crazy adventures you might find yourself if you're making decisions without God. And then you just say, let me forgive and be happy. And just one time today, try to devote 10, maybe even 15 minutes to reflect on these. Related thoughts will come to help you if you remember the crucial importance of your function to you and the world. And then we're going to just make frequent applications where we're devoting several minutes to reviewing these thoughts right? And thinking about them and about nothing else. So there's the main thoughts that you're told to think, let me not forget my function. Let me not try to substitute mine for God's. Let me forgive and be happy. And then there are likely to be um, a lot of associated thoughts. And, you know, just sort of, again, follow, follow the yellow brick road of the Holy Spirit's thought chain and see how it goes. Devote as much time as you can to this today. You know, maybe, maybe you're driving, maybe you'll be in traffic for a while today and you could perhaps put it on, somehow put it on repeat or, or listen to me talking about the lesson multiple times just to keep you engaged, right? It does say to do this with your eyes closed, but you just, again, I realize that the time commitment here is a little bit longer, but again, we're, we're doing Course in Miracles while we're cruising around. We're, we're doing our morning, morning devotions, and then we're doing Course in Miracles while we're cruising around, where we're out in the world. And when someone shows up as a, as a supposed adversary, we're going to forgive them. And uh, the, it's really challenging to forgive someone when, as I use the example of almost getting run over on my skateboard, that, you know, when you're riding skateboards through the street, a skateboard through the street, you can see the potential negligence of drivers like there'll be someone at a stop sign in front of you like on their phone texting and you're and you're riding up on a skateboard and you see them not seeing you and you know that they're going to hit the gas as soon as they're done texting it's really hard uh, to not wander into temptation there and you know literally wish death upon them 
right? Um, but that's an opportunity for us to forgive. That's an, uh, an opportunity for us to do our assignments, to do our little Course in Miracles assignments. So thanks again for listening. Um, do your best with this lesson. Look forward to talking to you all tomorrow. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. God song. One, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants. They beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when it came. One by your bedside I hope it gets you to heaven one day